Welcome to the Enterprise Excellence Podcast, where our purpose is to help create a better future. Learn from our world's experts how to improve your organization sustainably. Learn how to achieve and sustain an excellence journey for yourself, others, and the planet. And I'm your host, Brad Jevons, coming to you from Brisbane, Australia. We are proudly brought to you in association with SA Partners, a world-leading business transformation consultancy. SA Partners are a truly purposeful company focused on helping organisations achieve sustainable improvement for themselves, others and the planet. Welcome to episode 75 of the Enterprise Excellence Podcast. It is such a pleasure to have Mr. Arvi Schneer on the show with us today. Arvi is a leader in all things Agile and Scrum. Arvi has had an extensive career as an educator, stockbroker and consultant. Arvi is a principal consultant and board member for Scrum Inc. Arvi's purpose is helping organisations thrive in a world where change is the only constant. Let's get into the episode. Avi, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Brad. It's great to be here. I just want to say for clarification, I'm actually not a board member of Scrum Inc. I'm a board member of Scrum Inc. Japan. Our oh, Scrum Inc. Japan. Nice. Yeah, it's a sister organization in Japan that I helped uh, to launch over a couple of years. It was, it's, uh, it's definitely, at the moment, it's the, probably one of the crowning achievements in, uh, that I've got, I've got. That's mega bringing Scrum into Japan. I'm keen to cover that, Avi, but... Oh, yeah. Before we get to that, mate, I'd be keen to know a bit of your backstory. Like, what what path has led you down this area to be helping so many organizations around the world build agility and speed with Scrum? Yeah, I'm going to lay it on the line for you, Brad. It's straight up nepotism. Let's let's cut to the chase here. It's just the truth. Uh, Dr. Sutherland's son is actually married to my best friend from high school. Oh. And she's the one who introduced me to uh, JJ, uh, years ago when they first started dating. I know him 25 years. And I actually, I actually met Dr. Sutherland the year he invented Scrum. Oh, wow. But, we, but it wasn't like what we talked about. You know, I was at the house. We we're hanging out and this and that. I was a young kid. And um, we actually got Dr. Sutherland's friendship and mine actually struck up over our uh, mutual enjoyment of Eastern philosophy and martial arts. Yeah. That's actually how he and I became uh, friendly. And what's funny is that, you know, uh, you know, for years I was at that wedding and all sorts of stuff, you know, and uh, for years, uh, Dr. Sutherland would always ask every time somebody would say, hey, how's, how's your friend Avi doing? You know, like for years, for years, I had nothing to do with the business, like that. And then uh, years later, uh, I was, uh, so as you, as you read, I was a school teacher. I left education. I became a stockbroker. Uh, I, I went at a very smart time, 2007. So right before the, you know, the big, yeah. the big, uh, the big dive. And uh, I built a business in the toughest economic t- period of my life, but it wasn't enough to replace what I had done in education. And so I eventually bought a bar. I was a bar owner in New York for uh, five years. And during that time uh, we got hit with the hurricane, Hurricane Sandy, for those of your listeners who might be in the United States it was a really bad one. And, you know, people had to make a, a, a choice between, you know, uh, you know, excuse me if I speak a little, you know, gruff and Brooklyn, like, although that's who I am, you know, people had to decide between fixing a hole in their roof and going out and getting loaded. So they opted to stay home. So as the, as the business was, was not doing well, and we didn't suffer any damage, direct damage from the hurricane, but as the business was not doing well, uh, I was over at, that um, Veronica, that's JJ's wife, my friend, my best friend in high school. I was over at their house for Christmas and uh, for Christmas dinner. Yes, I'm, I'm the Jew who eats Christmas dinner every single year in the same place. 
And um, they were, JJ was asking me, so how's business? And I was telling him what was going on. And he's like, hey, you know, I think you should take this class in Scrum. And I'm like, all right, tell me about it. And he's telling us all the stuff. And I'm like, I'm like software. I'm like, what the hell has this got to do with me? I'm like, I'm a bottom owner. You know, and, and our classes aren't, aren't cheap. Our classes are, we're, you know, we're the Tiffany's of, of this world, of the, of the Scrum world. And I'm like, if I had, you know, if I had two grand to, to throw away, I don't know if I would throw it away on that class instead of putting it into my bar and this and that. And he's like, no, no, you know, we're friends. Come take the class for free and tell me what you think. So I took the class with him and this other, this other woman at the time. And it was, and, it, and a, you know, a light went off because at its heart, right? Scrum is based on empirical process control. It's a scientific process. And my background was in education. I'm actually a science teacher. So my degree is evolutionary biology and my minor was philosophy. And here I am sitting in a class and every single thing that's being said, I'm like, why, why aren't I doing that? Why isn't everybody doing that? What, what's wrong with everybody? Like I could, I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. Right. So what was really funny, do you mind if I, do you want me to tell you a story that like, that like Please. clicked and drove me into it? So I'm at, I'm at a class, right? I'm at a class. I'm at one of the scrum classes, right? And it was a Wednesday, which is notoriously really poor in the bar business. And my bartender calls me and tells me the DJ canceled. What am I going to do? And I'm in Massachusetts and she's in Brooklyn. And I'm like, what am I going to do? I said, here's what we're going to do. I said, Erica, name's Erica. I said, Erica, how much money were you going to give the DJ? She said, 80 bucks. I said, here's the deal. Because I had learned all about Scrum and empowering people and this whole thing. My job as product owner was to prioritize, right? And give a vision. It wasn't to micromanage. So I said, Erica, here's what we're going to do. I said, take that same 80 bucks, do whatever you want. Here's the thing. You can't spend more than 80 bucks. And your goal is to make more in the night, this night, than you do normally with the DJ. That's it. And, and that's it. She goes, but what about, I said, no, no, don't give me what, blah, blah, blah. I said, if you want to run an idea by me, call me at five o'clock and I'll tell you what I think. Cause her shift didn't start till seven. She didn't even bother to call me. She went, she had ads all over Facebook, all over Twitter, on our feed, her home personal feed. She ran to Toys R Us. It was still in business back then. She bought, she spent, she only spent half the money. She only spent 40 bucks. She bought a bunch of board games. She made board game night and she rang three times, triple the register than she ever did with the DJ. Uh, that's nice. that's the power you know, she don't know scrum i didn't tell her and we're going to do a planning and i gave her a vision i gave her a budget i gave her a metric brad let me tell you this one of the biggest things right now out there in scrum land and it's really out there in agile land and it's in bull business is this whole notion about okrs have you heard about this stuff yes yes i'm not saying i like them i don't like them they're they're okay they're okay. My belief is I like to phrase backlog items a specific way. And that backlog item could be something huge, like a quarterly initiative. It could be something small, whatever. But here's what I like. And this is what I coach everybody. And if the people listening to this podcast, if you take away one thing from this, other than the fact that that guy from Brooklyn is really obnoxious, you might take that away too. Take this away from me. When you're going to give somebody backlog, it's what, why, KPI, and done by. 
Where done by is not a person. It's not who, it's when. Mm, so yeah. you're, telling, you're telling the team, this is what I'd like. This is why I think it's important. Here's how I'm going to measure it. And by the way, this is when I expect it to be done, to be finished. Or yeah. this is when I expect to look at it with you to inspect and adapt and improve for the next time, right? If you give people those four constraints, your goal, you have set the guardrails through which everybody can innovate in that, in that space. And that's what I started doing literally. I think it was my second scrum class I took. It was the product owner class. When, when, I, when that phone call happened and that set me on that path. So the bottom line is my backstory, straight nepotism. And uh, I was so successful at doing the scrum stuff that I eventually sold the bar and I really kind of gave it to my partner. I was like a penny, you know, kind of situation. And uh, I've been doing this, doing this, doing this ever since. We have put together a special opportunity for our podcast listeners. We value you all so much. Without you, there is no Enterprise Excellence Podcast. So thank you so much. As many of you know, Em and I are launching the Enterprise Excellence Academy with Agile Training in April, which is certified by the Agile Education Program globally that Arby's talking about and has played such a part in creating. You can learn how to develop high-performance Agile teams applicable to any industry or role with the Certified Scrum Master Product Owner Combined Certification. You can learn how to create a totally agile organization while companies like Amazon, Google, Tesla, Apple, John Deere, and many others have achieved with the Agile Scrum at Scale course. We are offering one free certification for a listener, which you can register for throughout March. Get in touch with me via LinkedIn, email bjevins at iqi.com.au, that is I for India, Q for Quebec, I for India.com.au, or the website enterpriseexcellencepodcast.com. If you're interested, get in quick, or if you know someone who would be interested, please register for them also. We'll draw the prize on the 31st of March. Good luck and thank you again. And I mean, it's so cool, your backstory, like how connected it is to Scrum and with Jeff and JJ and right the way through, but then also to your background in education, because I know that, you know, so much about what you're about is, you know, helping the world build agility and pace and to be able to handle change and education is yeah, yeah. a big part of that. It's a true, true story. I mean, you know, when I first came on, the company was very small. I think I was employee 11 or 12, whatever it was, you know, me and Veronica and this other woman citizen, we all signed up like within 30 days of each other. And they had never, so most of the people who were scrum trainers, and it's the truth around the world, right? Most of these people who are scrum trainers are business professionals that then go up and start education. And the problem is, this is why a lot of, no offense to all those people listening out there in Agile land, but most of the scrum training in the world, it happens to suck. And it sucks for a specific reason. The curriculum was not developed by education professionals. And the classes are not taught by people who have degrees in education. My, My bachelor's is in science. My master's is in science education. The half of my master's degree is in like hardcore science and the other half of it is in education classes. And I was a school teacher for 14 years before I did anything else. So when I first came to the company and I, you know, it was, it's, it's a funny story, right? Cause you know, Dr. Sutherland is pretty famous at the time yeah. uh, we were part of another organization and people constantly wanted to teach with him. And he had a backlog of people. He had a backlog of people like six months long who were co-training with him. Right. I was hired 
to bring us into the New York market. And when I first got hired on, you know, a lot of the business was also handled by his wife, Arlene, who's very, very dear to me. And uh, so she said to me, she goes, you know, Avi, she goes, you may have to wait like six months before you get a chance to teach with them. And I said, okay. I said, you know, if that's the deal, that's the deal. Right. And then I got hired, like, in, I took my first classes in January. I think I hired February. Anyway, then like uh, three weeks later, there was an ice storm in Boston and his co-train, uh, this, is serious, this is a true story, ice storm, like planes grounded, airports closed, his co-trainer couldn't get there. Aline calls me up and she goes, how fast can you be here? I was like, what do you mean? She goes, the co-trainer's out. She goes, do you want a chance to teach with, 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 with Jeff? And I'm like, listen, I said, I only need one shot at the plate. That's it. You know, this is, I don't know if you know what that means, Brad, because that's baseball. I don't, you guys watch. Yeah. Heard the saying, probably don't understand it properly. Yeah. One, one chance at the wicker or something. I don't know what you guys do with, with cricket and everything. So I, I, I get in the car, I'm driving up there. It's a true story. I'm stopping every 20 minutes with a hammer. I'm banging ice as it freezes onto my car to get there. I get there at like, I get there at like 2 a.m. to their house. I stayed at their house a lot back in those days. And then uh, we would leave at 6.15 in the morning. I used to say I got, I used to call it the lobby because they got a big house. I got to be in the lobby at 6.15. And then uh, Dr. Sutherland and I would drive in. And I tell you the truth, you know, talking about it now, I'm very nostalgic about it because I, this is when I got to spend a lot of time with Dr. Sutherland. I mean, not only did we teach classes together, Dane, I mean, I was attached to his hip for like eight months, but we had a lot of alone time in the car because we left his house at 6.15 to be there by like 8.15 to be in class by nine. Because Boston's traffic is like some of the worst you'll see outside of New York City. It's really, it may even be worse. It's really, really bad. But I got to spend a lot of time talking to him, you know, almost like this podcast style thing and personal questions. I mean, I probably know a lot more about Scrum than has been written down because he just never wrote these things down. Yeah. And, you know, or I mean, not as much as what's in the Red Books. I mean, the Red Books, fantastic for the mm-hmm. story. But there's other like, there's other like little things that you ask somebody. You know, well, in the fifth year when you were doing this, what'd you do? And then he'll give a little piece of wisdom that you're like, no one's ever heard that (laughs) before because no one ever asked, you know, and I spent a lot of time with him in the car like that. So, you know, I get there two in the morning, we go and I I was working part time for the company. I was a contractor at the time. Anyway, I teach, I help him co-teach the first day of class. I had only been in two other classes before. But I helped him co-teach. He's like, what do you want to do? I was like, I'll teach this unit, this unit, this unit. He goes, okay, go ahead. He's like, go ahead, go do it, go do it, go do it. That's how, because that's how the doc is. He wants you to try. He wants you to, if he, he wants you to succeed or fail, and then he wants to give you feedback. He's, he's been my mentor for, you know, five plus years this way. And he still is. He's still, I am still his protege. He's still my mentor. That is just the relationship we have. Yeah. So I, I teach a few of these lessons, this and that. I get home. We get, we get back to his house at the end of the day because you know, we go home for dinner. Then we go back for day two. This is when, this is BCE before COVID ever, right? Live classes, two days long. And um, he talks to Arlene on the side and she sits down and she's like, okay, we're ready to give you a full-time job. And she explained to me it's because they had never seen a professional educator teach their stuff. It's always business people. And it's not that business people make bad educate bad educators, but there's a, there's just a well, I don't know. There's three four years learning in becoming an educator yeah. that as a business person you just do not have. You know, Brad, there's an old expression uh, in teaching: for the first seven years, the te- the the teachers learns; for the next seven years, the student learns; 
And for the last seven years, nobody learns because, you know, they're just riding out the time. <laughs> and that's, by the way, why I quit after 14 years. I realized I was at the peak and it's not going to get any better. So I'm out. Yeah. Um, it's like a little joke I tell. Uh, but it's true. Like a lot of the, a lot of the training, and this is why, Brad, you know, when you were in our trainers program, you said recently, this is why, I, so this is why the trainers program exists. So I created the trainers program be, with Dr. Sutherland because I was like, listen, we want people to, to preach the gospel, you know, for lack of a <laughs> lack of a non-religious term, but we want them to do it well. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, you know, I had looked at the models of what other organizations were doing and in all honesty, they weren't great. I mean, my job as a teacher back in the public school system in New York, I actually was a teacher trainer. So I trained other people how to teach. When I was, um, when I was on Wall Street as a stockbroker, uh, the chief broker that I was under myself, we were in charge of the new broker trainee program. So I taught them how to pass the Series 7 test. I got them learning on how you, do, how you make calls and do contacts. So I've been teaching people how to do something for, for my whole life. Yeah. So it was second nature when we said, okay, let's start a trainer program. What would it be like? And I was like, all right, here's how it's going to go. And I laid it out the same way I would teach people how to teach when I was in school. And our registered agile coach program is the same thing. I developed that based on my idea of a teaching hospital, right? So back in the day, the only real like quality class out there was by this woman, Lisa Atkins. Her business eventually got bought out by uh, Solutions IQ and Accenture. She's great. She did a great class. She did three days. It was a three-day class. And again, not trying. I don't like to. I don't like to denigrate the competition. They they do a great job on their own most of the time. She did a great class, but a lot of people that I met from it, you know, they came back and they said, you know, it was really good. It was really theoretical, and and it was good, but it was a lot of like, you know, everybody kind of, you know, going. You know, a lot of these coach, not just hers. I'm, I'm not. She's a wonderful woman and gave a great class but a lot of these coaching trainings it's like you know it's everyone's going to go in the woods and hug trees and sing kumbaya and feel good about themselves and i was like that's that's not teaching anybody how to be a coach so my idea was to create the registered agile coach class which was yes we're still going to have those three days of intellectual dissection talking about stuff it's theoretical but we need a practicum so in our version of the class that i created there's, there's two days of actual live coaching. You come in the old days, you would physically come with us to a client. Now you do it virtually. Yeah. You, you attend a bunch of sessions. You learn how to give feedback. You give the feedback. Then you get feedback on your feedback by both your, by both your cohort of coaches as well as the company. So the people you give coaching to, they give you feedback. That's like how you can learn how to become, listen, are you, are you a coach after five days? You know, let's all get a little serious here. When you, when you become a registered, whether it's a registered scrum master, registered product owner, a registered coach, it's like getting, it's like getting a license to drive. You know what I mean? You pass the test. It doesn't mean you're Mario Andretti the next day. If you, if you, you know what I mean? If, if you pass the driving test in, in your grandfather's old gremlin, and then, and, and then you go two days later and you get into a Formula One car, you are going to crash and die. Don't do that. Yeah. You know, but at least when, at least when you leave our class, you're leaving at a level higher than anything else out there in the market. And I designed it that way because I was looking at the market. Yeah. Yeah. You know, at the time I was actually in charge of our public uh, training division. So I was intimately 
you know, I had intimate knowledge of all the competitors' programs and what are they doing? What are they doing? And I would call people up who I knew took it. And I'm like, all right, tell me what they did and what was it like in this? And then they told me the good, the bad, and the ugly. And then I basically just said, all right, well, I'm going to make something better. Yeah. And that's what we did. And that, that's why our training program and coaching program is, you know, second to none. And that's just not my opinion. You know, I mean, I could tell you that, but you take a look at the reviews. That's the real deal. Yeah. I think too, the other powerful thing I'll be from experiencing it is that there's um, resources and additional learning that you can go away and keep going with, you know, so I've got, oh. I've got the resources on, I've already bought the book on training from the back of the room and I'm delving into that more. And then, yeah. you know, and from classes with Jeff previously, you know, I've read um, OODA loop and you know, the learning just continues. So you've geared it up to get people practically hands-on and coaching and being coached in the training but then also to continue on learning afterwards, which is really right. And, right. And, and you can see how our training program is, is similar to that, right? Because it ends with you teaching a class. Not every training program does. They're like, okay, you mastered the materials. That's enough. That's not enough. Pedagogy is more than, more than being able to regurgitate that the sprint retrospective is the last meeting in scrum and it's, you know, maximum time boxes, you know, three hours for a month long sprint. That, that's nothing. Anybody can read the scrum guide, memorize it and, 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 and go do that. It's not that, you know, our stuff is scrum guide plus or scrum guide. And it's what are the patterns, as you mentioned, what are the patterns for enhancing performance? And when you become a trainer, you know, if you take a look at what it becomes, what it takes to become a trainer, and, and, and I'm actually going to be introducing some new programs coming up next year that are even more rigorous, right? We want people doing this who have field experience, not book knowledge, yeah. but like you actually have done it for real in a bunch of places. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I got to admit, too, I did experience that even now with um, putting together the case study that you need to do based on past work that you've done. And Right. Having to go through that. That was rigorous. Like actually to get a green card to actually get into the course. Yeah. Yeah. Rigorous. You know, and yeah, Elizabeth I, I, so did a great we, job we, of, of uh, policing she, that and keeping it they're right. They're all, yeah. They're, well, listen, Elizabeth and Jessica Larson, they're like, you know, they're yeah. strict to strict. Very I mean, good. I can't, I can't, I even, I can't get into these things anymore. They're like, oh, <laughs> you got to write this stuff. What do you got to renew your trainers? You got to write. I'm like, what do you mean? I have 50 clients. No, you got to write this stuff. I'm like, all right, whatever. Nice. It's so funny with that, but yeah. So, you know, and I, and I, and I, we got a little bit of that by looking at the lean, the, the lean programs out there, right? If you want to be some kind of lean six Sigma, so like if you want to be a master black belt, you have to run like actual projects and another black belt's got to sign off on it. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like a real requirement. It's not just, you know, Hey, I did this. I did that. So it's just pretend. Yeah. Well, it's, it's you know, funny it's like timing thing. here, Harvey, because, you know, just before your episode, um, we've had Simon Elias from Lurk on on the um, on the show, Lean Enterprise Resource Center at Cardiff University, or I LCS. I don't know. Cardiff, you know, in, yeah. in London. Yeah, in Wales. Yeah, it's um, they they run that. They basically the global structure for that uh, Lean path, and then you know, Scrum Inc's created this wonderful structure, which actually delivers outcomes. You know, for the Scrum Agile path. You know, the the oh, two are. It's amazing. I just referenced that based on you mentioning looking at the lean background. The other thing, Avi, I want to touch on that I think is amazing with what you're doing now is that Jeff, you know, Jeff openly mentions that, you know, Scrum has a connection to Toyota production systems and a connection to lean. And now into your training and everything you do, 
you're bringing in critical lean elements like root cause analysis, theory of, cons- theory of constraints, yeah. which is more Eli Golrat, a bit separate, but also value stream thinking. It's just, it's great that it's all being merged together in what a friend of mine, Alex, and I call um, continuous improvement squared. Yeah, so th- this is this is this is really important stuff. First of all, but it's funny you mentioned in value stream mapping because I literally just revamped the deck today because I'm about to go do it with, a, oh, with a, uh, one of our major one of our major. I, I, had, I had to train that in the train the trainer the other week, so I had to train oh, that. Did you really? Day. Yeah. Sorry, I got to put the, the dogs uh, the dogs harassing me. Me. So later. So uh, the big thing with that is an understanding that Scrum comes from there, right? And it, you know. Brad, it would be impossible for me to understand you as an Oz, you know, as an Aussie living in Oz, if I didn't understand the history of how Australia was formed and how the government was structured and how that's been reflected. It's the same thing with Scrum. If you think you can know Scrum and not know Lean, you really don't understand Scrum. Yeah, yeah. Right? You don't, you don't get it. And if you think you, you know, I tell everybody, if you really want to understand this, go read Nonaka's paper, the new new product development game, which was analyzing lean product development comp- companies that did it. If you read that paper and then you think about Scrum, it's almost it's like almost it's almost identical. You know, Dr. Sutherland's real genius, which a lot of people don't appreciate, is he basically looked at that paper with the team that he was when he was first reading it, and he said, "How do we take the benefits of lean manufacturing and put it into knowledge work?" That's the actual genius yeah. that he had. Yeah. Putting that, put connecting those two dots, and wh- when he made that connection, and then of course it was refined over time by being in the field and implementation. It, it's all of that is where this whole this you know that's where the brilliance comes from. That's what Dr. Lin's brilliance. Yeah, and that's if what you, if you don't if you try to do this without lean, you will you will be suboptimal. Yeah, yeah, and that's one thing I do find frustrating, Avi. I. I there's so many people in the lean world who will go, oh, yeah, Agile, that's something completely different, and that's for the IT world. And I'm just like, what? Like, where are you coming from with that? You know. And then you do get the odd person in the Agile world, which will be like, oh, yeah, lean, that's manufacturing stuff. You know, yeah, we, we run. And it's, it's like, what? It's everywhere. But listen, I could tell you a dozen software companies I've been when I show them the stuff and they're like, well, I see how we could work in manufacturing, but that can't work in software. And I'm like, do you understand that that's where this was done first? <laughs> yeah. And then I'll do the same thing. I'll go, I'll go, to, a, I'll go to a manufacturing company and they're like, well, I see how that would work in software, but it, it can't possibly work in hardware. And I'm like, I'm like did you not get the fact that this was born out of the Toyota production? I know. They, it, you know what it is? I'm going to tell you what it is, Brad. And, and I like to quote myself here. Is that okay if I quote myself? Please. Fact, people hate change. That's literally the bottom line of everything. They just would rather keep doing what they're doing than do anything different, even if it's better. And even if they know it's better, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, it, 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 you know, you talk to these people who are like trying to compete with Amazon and they're like, I'm like, you realize Amazon does scrum right, but you don't want to. They're like, what? Huh? You know, I'm like, come on. Get yeah. Ready. And I, mean, I work, I do some work in Amazon too. And you go in there and you see, you see Scrum loud and clear, and you also see all the lean elements. You because know? because it doesn't it doesn't really work very well. It doesn't. I shouldn't say that. It's not going to work optimally without. That's what it yeah, is. The two are connected. Scrum to be optimal, you got You have to work in a lean way. The yeah. Scrum master in particular 
has to be the eye of lean for the team. Yeah. Doing value stream mapping, saying this is wasteful, this is wasteful, this is value add. How do we amplify the value add? How do we how do we dampen or eliminate the non-value add as much as possible? And then yeah. you really need that at the leadership level if you really want to optimize the company. Because a single team scrum master, listen, listen, I read the scrum guide. I, I ought to know I helped them edit it this last round, go around a bit. And I might have been involved just, you know. Showing that out. Top work. Very, very good outcome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, it was, listen, working with, uh, I always get to work with Doc. That's always great. But I got to work with Ken Schwaber this time. And that was a real treat too. That was actually a lot of fun. But I'll say this, you know, we've all read the scrum guide, right? We all all know what's in it, you know? And if you want that to be maximized, if you really want, you know, they say in there, the scrum masters uh, uh, accountabilities to the organization. But the truth of the matter is most day-to-day scrum masters are in a position in most organizations, but they'll never get the ear of any leader. That's just not a reality. And, I, and I, don't get me wrong. I love Doc and Ken and the idea of the whole thing. But the truth of the matter is most, most of scrum masters in large organizations, that's never going to happen. So, so the leaders have to learn that. They have to learn value stream mapping. They have to realize that they have to be the eye of lean inside the company. Because, you know, I think, look at, you know, so one of my biggest clients is Anheuser-Busch. I'm allowed to mention them by name. Great organization. We have over 600 teams around the world, six continents, you know, six zones, not continents, six zones, all populated continents. Fantastic. How, how is one, how is like one scrum master at a brewery in, in, in Baoding, China, going to get to talk to the CEO of Global HQ? That's that's just not real. So someone else has to do it. In a small company, it's a different story, right? Yeah. But in a big company, the leaders have to take on that obligation themselves. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And the whole thing works together to create a really good outcome for the organization. Well, that's the end of this episode with Arvi. Isn't he such a passionate teacher? It's great to hear the stories he tells about his own life, working in the bar, when the light bulb went off and he gave autonomy with guidelines to his bar manager. He set the vision, gave her a budget, gave her a metric and a time for getting it done. So simple and so correlated to the agile techniques also. To quote Arvi here, let's get better together. When I completed the train the trainer course with Strumming, Doc Sutherland asked me to set up a community to get better together in this region. He believes it is a vital key to ongoing success actually helping people take the red pill as he calls it not the blue pill and going back to sleep we want to help you get better through training and then also together through the community which also links you with Arby and Jeff and many other experts like Peter Hines and Gwendolyn Gellsworth that we've had on the show you know the community is key to keeping us all together regularly supporting each other together with our world's experts and helping us create a better future through our organizations and everything we do Everything will be launching in April. And of course, as I mentioned earlier, there is a free place for training that we're putting away as a competition for our listeners. So it should be a great outcome. In the Enterprise Excellence Academy and community that Em and I have set up, we have the four courses ready to go. I'm teaching the first course sequence through this starting in April and there's other cohorts going from there. If you're keen, again, go to enterpriseexcellenceacademy.com and contact us or join the community. Get onto a course. And I look forward to seeing you soon. Bye for now.